Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So yesterday we were jointly coaching somebody, which is one of my favorite things to do. And you said something that really surprised me in the moment, and I wanted to talk more about it. What you said was, why is always an attack? And I thought we could talk more about using why and how it's useful, because in fact, I use it all the time and maybe I'm attacking people and I don't know it. Help me out. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that was that was me uh, slightly misquoting um, Chris Voss from a book, Never Split the Difference. And he has a section in there about calibrated questions. And he, and he has this line, uh, and it's slightly different than what I said, but it was it's very interesting because he's talking about um, words to use um, that, that are reporter questions, you know, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. But then um, uh, he gives the advice to, to cut that list down in, in this in the context of the negotiation. And in particular, he gives the uh, advice that using why can backfire. And he had a, a line that really stuck with me, although apparently not perfectly, which was, regardless of the language, the word why is translated into, it's accusatory. So um, what that's that was the the thing that I was remembering. And the context here is you're, when you're talking back and forth, that then it's the the warning that uh, when you ask why it can it can be very uh, sound like an accusation and, and trigger defensiveness in the other person. And so often I coach people to use the word how rather than why, uh, when they're in a difficult conversation, because, uh, and I think it comes on an issue that the, the, it's a function of what you're actually thinking, uh, in the conversation will come through. And so the word why can, uh, by its nature, it, it, it can have this element where if I'm thinking, you know, that's, that's really dumb. I can't believe anyone thinks that I, and I say, well, why do you think that? You know that's going to come across in my tone of voice. Then I think that it's that situation where um, why has this power to, in a sense, derail collaboration. I don't, does that does that make sense? It certainly does. And what's surprising is that we said the opposite in agile conversations. And <laughs> that's what really struck me. So what yes. we were talking about there was something I remember learning a long, long time ago when I was hanging out with a bunch of lawyers. And they said, well, one of the things that we're trained very tightly to do and drilled on at law school is never to ask why. And the reason is that if you ask why in a cross-examination, you can get an answer that's surprising. So you have somebody on the stand who uh, you're, you're wanting to, to paint as a guilty person. And if you say to them, why were you in your car idling right outside the bank while the robbery was in progress? Then they might say, oh, yes, I was picking up my aunt and she's at the care home nearby and she had to kind of you'd get a whole bunch of stuff that you weren't looking for and that, that derails your narrative. What you want to do is box in the person you're talking to and get them to follow your story. You were out idling outside the bank, weren't you? And then you uh, had a, a gun in your car. And then when the police came, you told them, et cetera. You want to lead the witness and get them. Uh, in a box uh, following the, the story that you want to tell. And of course, in a difficult conversation, if I'm talking with someone about a new requirement or if I'm dealing with a, a, a request from my boss or something like that, any of the kinds of things our listeners run into, I want to do the opposite of that. I don't want to be uh, leading the witness. I want to be discovering more information that could help me. 
and I've often found found Y to be a very useful response. For example, when clients come to me and say, Squirrel, what I'd like you to do is coach this person. And I'll say, well, why? What's the goal of doing that? And I often then <laughs> discover that there's some completely other purpose and that coaching that person would be a terrible idea or that there's a much better option on the table. But I only discover that by being curious and why really helps me to do that. In fact, we titled a whole chapter of the book, uh, The Why Conversation, and we talked about how to get to the, the why of what you're doing and align with your team. So we've said a lot of good things about why, and here you were saying why it doesn't work agreeing <laughs> with us. So uh, what's the difference? I think that's great. And I think actually, in addition to what you said, which is we talk about wanting to get to the why. And I think we, we do want to get to the why, and since that goal of understanding the other person. And, and this might be kind of a test, which is when you genuinely want to know, you know, if you're very uh, curious about what the person believes and you're open to it and you see it as a potential to learn, if you see, if you see the answer to the question as being valuable, then I'm going to guess you're going to ask why in a way that's going to be uh, conducive to, to their interpreting it well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the challenge is uh, uh, the, the context where you, you're um, you're, you're less curious. In fact, we'll say this where you're, where you're not curious, where you're not open, then, uh, then I think that why is going to, is going to come through in a, in a very different way, lands in a different way. So I think it's this question of what you're, what you're thinking. Now, I do think we were talking about this ahead of time in, in part though, that, that actually there's a funny element here, which is, I, I talked before about the connection between what's in your left-hand column, what are your thoughts? Uh, and this is a reference of course, to our um, two-column format for doing a conversation analysis. The right-hand column is where we put the actual dialogue, and the left is what we're thinking. And so we'll talk about that difference. So it's a question of if what you're thinking is, wow, I think that's really dumb, and I ask then, well, why do you think that? That that dissonance is, you know, is, is going to um, come across that my sort of lack of curiosity will come across in the why. On the other hand, you were you mentioned to me, and I thought this is a great point that. If you actually are more transparent, if you if you rather than leaving the sort of the negative thoughts unsaid, just implied in the why, you actually say, you know, I, I hear you saying that, and I just I find it really strange because I, I it seems to me like going that way would be a disaster, and uh, I'm I'm really surprised then that you uh, are advocating this, and I'm and I'm also really curious, can, would you be willing to explain to me why you think this is a good idea? And I might say something also, if this is true, about my willingness to change my mind. I'm, I'm interested in hearing more because I might be willing to change my mind. I might learn something new that would change what I'm thinking. If that weren't true, of course, I wouldn't want to say that. <laughs> That's right. Say, I'm pretty settled against this one. I've thought about it a lot. I'm willing to hear why you think that. We might discover something new that we could collaborate on, but, you know, um, uh, uh, setting up a Ponzi scheme to uh, cheat people out of their money, you know, just, just really isn't going to work for me. I've thought about that. N not, not a good scheme. So if you were uh, dead opposed to something, you could share that as well and still ask why if you were genuinely curious about it and if you thought it could advance the conversation. But that transparency, I think, uh, removes the venom, takes away the accusatory nature of the why or, or makes it bare. I'm, at least it's clear that I have this view. I'm settled on it. You and I are not going to come to agreement, but I'm still willing to hear why you think what you think. Well, what's interesting here is, is, is the accusatory nature, I think, is it's not actually laying it bare in the sense that the, the accusation would be, you know, you're wrong for, for thinking this. <laughs> you know, that's the accusation is is about the other person. And I think what we're being transparent here with is about our own feelings on it. Mm -hmm. 
and I think that's the difference uh, is that when the, 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 the problem is uh, in the uh, accusatory why is the feeling of judgment of the other person. That the, that the when you ask that why that you're you're accusing them of 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 being um, uh, bad in some way, ill intended or or illogical, and it's that accusation is where the danger is. In what you're describing, when I heard you talking, you were being transparent about your own feelings, your own thoughts about the situation. You weren't saying, um, you know, I I think a Ponzi scheme like this is is immoral, and anyone who advocates it, you know, is is a terrible person. Instead, you were talking about yourself and saying, I've given a lot of thought to this and it's not right. And I, I, I can't see myself going along with it. And if you did want to share the information that you thought it was terrible and a person who does it is a terrible person, why wouldn't be a question that would actually be very useful? <laughs> because <laughs> you're kind of set on that view and that would be a valid view to share, but it wouldn't lead to a lot more conversation on that topic anyway. I think you could be right, and or and then I think actually in any case maybe the 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 why it maybe is an accusation. It <laughs> is, know? yeah, uh, and, and and so I think it, it's it's uh, it's in that sense that that version of why comes through. Indeed, and so, so uh, news from us: don't set up Ponzi schemes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to have a negative view of that. That's our that's our advice for the day. No, I'm kidding. But uh, we, we, it, if it is accusatory, if you are wanting to tell the other person that there's a moral component to what you're saying. That's a valid thing, but probably inquiring into it is not going to help you. One thing I'll say too, is if we look at the kind of the substitution effect, if we could go back to the intent, as you said, the the lawyers don't want to ask why because of all the things that might uncover. And so um, this is one of the advice that I've often found that using the word how in many cases will will be similarly uh, open-ended and will similarly have the dialogue. So we definitely want that two-way dialogue. We want to get to What's that picture in the other person's mind? And, and I often find uh, how will we'll work very well for that because I can ask something like, well, you know, uh, how did you come to that conclusion uh, rather than why do you think that, <laughs> you know, uh, or how do you see this working <laughs> rather than, you know, why do you think this would work? And, uh, and, I, and so I do think there's a lot of cases where, where how is a good substitute that um, lacks the potential for uh, accusation. And the context we were in as you were giving this coaching advice was one where a product manager was hearing a series of ideas from somebody outside the team. Hey, why don't we try this and let's do that? And this is a great idea. Not that any product managers listening to this have ever heard that kind of thing. This is very common. And your advice was that if you ask why each time, it can sound accusatory. Whereas if you ask how, how would we do that? How would we adjust our plans? Uh, How would we drop something else in order to make room for that, it can lead to the sort of dialogue that you're looking for. And I can absolutely see that. The other case that is happening more often with me is that I have someone who is coming to me discussing what sorts of consulting work I might do with them. And there I really do want to get to the the underlying cause. What is the motivation that lies behind this? Because I'm meeting the person, building the relationship with them, and I don't know what their context is in their organization? Is it large or small? Is it an initiative coming from somebody else and I should be talking to that person? There can be lots of information that I'm missing and I I value getting to that information efficiently. It helps the other person faster and it helps me be more efficient. 
And so I find that a why question there helps me more because a how question tends to focus them on the method of achieving whatever it is, whereas the why question gets them thinking about other options. But I'm thinking that it would help me probably to be more transparent about why I'm asking why. So I could say something like, uh, giving the explanation I just did, I often find that understanding more about your context and what led you to, to that request for me to, I don't know, lead your offsite or uh, coach this person helps me help you more. Is it okay if I ask why you did that? Uh, what, what is motivating you or where that uh, idea comes from or, or what your goal would be? I think that might be a way to diffuse some of this uh, why defensiveness. That's a, that's a really good point. And I, I do think the contextual difference is important. I think, um, as you said, there's no real tension between you and the, the client who's coming to you with a request to come do this thing. Whereas in the product manager difference, one of the elements was that there was tension between the existing plans and the new request. And in, and this is a really great example of the how uh, question. Um, and it fits very well with Chris Voss's idea of cal calibrated questions that you are in part trying to demonstrate, get on, have the person be on the same side as you to see your dilemma. So the, the question of, well, you know, how would this work? How does this relate to our existing plans? You know, how, how would we be able to accomplish this? Um, um, positions each of you uh, together, uh, uh, looking at the dilemma. You're essentially, you're sharing the problem that you see. Whereas conversely, when you, in that situation, when you're just saying why, it's um, you're not sharing the problem. You're kind of pushing back on the person. <laughs> you know, why would we do that? Given all these great things that we have, we have planned. You're now you're you're actually setting up an opposition, uh, and and I think that's where where some of the the energy and tension comes. So very very interesting difference in context. Indeed, and it reminds me of an episode we did a few months ago, a couple of months ago, on yes and. It's the same kind of notion when you're getting these kinds of requests and something is coming in and you'd like to get the other person talking and you'd like to discover more. You'd also like to be transparent about your view, but the overall outcome of that is you'd like to be on the same side as the other person. You want to be jointly designing a solution. And when there's tension, when there's a lot of demands, there's a lot of input coming into your team, for example, as a product manager, that can be difficult to do. And being more transparent about how you think about it and what things are important to you, that would be a, a yes and. Yes, I'm on your side and there are some conflicts and tensions and difficulties. And also avoiding why but asking how could help you in that situation. Whereas when you're setting up from fresh, where you, you don't have a tension existing, a why can uh, uh, can be the the kind of anti-lawyer, get you the uh, additional information you need. Is that a fair summary? Yep, sounds sounds great. I really like that that uh, framing of the two different situations. Excellent. Well, if listeners are finding that they're getting all those uh, massive requests and they're not sure whether to ask why or how or uh, help then perhaps we, they could get in touch with us and we'd like to talk about this topic even more and, and help you out. So you can do that at conversationaltransformation.com where you'll find Twitter and email and mailing lists and dojos and events we're doing and workshops I'm setting up and all kinds of other things that are going on. So have a look there. And of course, we'll be back next week. So if you hit the subscribe button in whatever app you use to listen to us, then you'll hear us again next Wednesday on some other interesting question word I'm sure. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Ron.